It's another episode of Where You Are. Here we sit on this cold winter February day, awaiting a major ice storm. Yes, if only that insulation held up quite as well as we hope. I know. Recently, actually, it was Friday, two days ago, I went over to my friend's house, Mandy and Robbie, whom I've known forever. They have a son, Jackson, and he has a really cool YouTube channel called Vacated. Vacated. So I wanted to talk to him about his YouTube channel because I think it's really interesting and funny and creative. He's 15, and I just think what he does is pretty amazing. Absolutely, yes. As someone who spends way too much time on YouTube, I see what he's doing, and I recognize a lot of good stuff in it. What were your impressions of the interview as you were editing it, Fox? Uh, I got a number of impressions. He he knows what he's talking about. A lot of topics he touched on having to do with motivation and burnout and the creative process are a lot of things I've seen discussed in a lot of different circles of both professional and casual YouTube creation. So it was really interesting to hear that from a from such a perspective that's close to me as opposed to out on the internet. Right. I thought that even though I know my audience is a lot older than the audience for his YouTube channel, I think that the way that he talks about the creative process is something that's generally true for any of us who are doing, whether it's podcasts or writing or musicians or really anybody who has, even if it's just projects that you're working on that aren't necessarily creative. When I teach people writing, I know just from experience, the struggles that students go through trying to write a paper, for instance. And it's just that process itself, I think, is really interesting when he talks about it. He's he's really smart beyond his years, I think. And I really enjoy his, his videos. That one, the Grubhub video, is really funny. We talked about that a little bit in the um, in the podcast. But what have you been up to, Fox? We'll move on to the interview in a minute. I've been doing well. I've been doing my job. I've been trying to jump back onto my creative podcast and look at the I I have everything recorded for the next episode and I've been looking at writing the next episode after that and just sort of building up more of a buffer so that I can produce at a rate better than what I was even producing before the before the fire. So So you have two podcasts that you're working on. Two episodes. Two episodes, yes. One that's in the editing stage and one that's in the early writing stage, yes. What is the one that's in the editing stage about? So the one in the editing stage, they're both continuations on episode three of my podcast. They're both discussing instances of Triplicate Girl, a character from the Legion of Superheroes in in DC Comics. The first time I brought her up was talking about the time she lost a body and became Duo Damsel. (laughs) The episode I- Hey, I was in that episode. You were in that episode, and you'll be in this upcoming one too. The one that's in the editing stage is looking at a later time where- she spent many years as Duo Damsel, and she had a particular story where the two of her were at war with each other, and that was very interesting, and there's a lot to be said about the author's experience as it relates to that story, so I had I worked with you regarding that. And the third one is actually taking a much more contemporary Triplicate Girl story from about 2005, about the time I started reading comics that I really liked and wanted to share with some people out there in the world. You know, there are similarities between what you and Jackson are doing because he's moving away from 
What what would would you call the earlier stuff that he was doing where he's playing the games and talking about them? He was doing more of a let's play commentary and some forays into competitive play within a tournament game. So it would all fall under a broad banner of let's plays. And now he's moving away from that toward video essays. Yes. Which and he talks about in the interview. And and what you're doing, it, you do... We're both definitely inspired. You're doing audio essays. These are both essays in the sense that we have some thesis that we want to explore in a given time. We're both inspired, I think, by the YouTube essay format, which takes the particulars of video creation on a YouTube level of production and tries to put that more toward what an English professor might call an essay. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of parallel there. Do and there's you a lot think that that is something that as an English teacher, I could adapt into the classroom instead of writing an actual essay, have students do a video essay, or is that too... I'm reminded of that... Much like I'm trying to co-opt popular culture or something. Well, here's the thing. Do you remember when we took the podcasting class to prepare to create this project... There was that woman who came in talking about how upper management wanted her to prepare for her class to make podcasts to release at the end of a semester. And a big thing she learned was that the amount of technical production that went into it went beyond the scope of what she could teach in an English class. You're right. I think about the things that you do with your audio essays and the things that Jackson's talking about doing with the video essays, and it does require a lot of editing and right one reason and things like that there are multiple reasons i have chosen to do mine in a solely audio format one reason is just the multi-dimensionality that comes in when you're not just having the one dimension of time moving forward and sound but also all of the images and moving images that can come together in conjunction with that it's a lot to control and i it's a lot to control probably in the classroom setting it would end up in being more like an it would probably be book. more like a vlog, I <laughs> well, would think. Yeah, like just reading a paper out loud, which is not what I would be looking for. So I just talked myself out of that assignment here live on the podcast. I'm so sorry. Not to change the subject too abruptly, but earlier I was I had taken Dolly out, who, by the way, is sitting here staring at me, basically, beside the microphone. Mm -hmm. Took her out to use the bathroom, and the way our balcony is, it's at the ground level, Terrace level, I guess is what you would say. Yes. And there's one apartment above us. And I had noticed previously some what I thought was charcoal. It was dark when I first saw it. And it is charcoal. It's burned charcoal and a piece of aluminum foil that was obviously wrapped around. I mean, I'm no Jessica Fletcher, but I think I figured this one out. So I look up at the balcony above us and there's a little grill. Yes. So I hate to be a Karen, but I have emailed our apartment complex managers because uh, where did we just come from? A place that burned down because of an apartment fire. Okay. We are... I do not want this person uh, burning a grill, cooking on a grill on the balcony. Against the rules. We, as tenants, are less than inclined to take in the idea of charcoal and aluminum foil falling from the sky. Thank it just you. It brings up feelings, and Thank it's unsafe. You. Also, I think this is the same neighbor who's responsible for our ant problem that we had last week which I did not enjoy. There were ants. I grabbed, we had ants for a week and I tried to get rid of them myself because I hate having, I don't like it when people have to come in when I'm not here because if Dolly's here, I have to make sure she's, long story short. You fought the good fight. You pushed them back. And then the night that I reached in to grab her food in the plastic container and my arm was covered with ants mm -hmm. because they had invaded the food, that was the final straw. So we had to have the exterminator over. I'm just telling you, I'm not going to have another apartment fire. No. Okay. 
So that's the exciting news over here. Also, I sh- the exciting news in my life is that I should be grading and I'm not. It happens. But I have been grading a few papers every day, so I'm not that far behind. But today is the end of the two-week period that I gave myself to grade, to finish the first set of papers. I'm also expecting a pizza. So, ants <laughs> to review. This is an exciting life over here, you guys. Ants, a grill upstairs has been reported. Need to grade papers. And I'm waiting on a pizza. And so it is. Not a heart-shaped pizza. Don't understand that. It's Valentine's Day. And apparently the pizza place has heart-shaped pizzas. Why? I don't know. Don't you get cheated some of your pizza when that happens? Fewer but inches. But you, you make up for it with a novelty and a gesture. There's an emotional content. I an emotional val- product. Can we talk about Valentine's Day for just a second? I think it is so sure. stupid. You've got time. I don't like it. Jackson's going to be like skipping to his, he's like, okay, this is ridiculous. I want to hear my interview. I'm Mm -hmm. just going to skip this part. And that's fine, Jackson. But what really grinds your gears? I don't like Valentine's Day. Whether I'm single, in a relationship, it doesn't matter. I don't like it. Do you like it? No. Yeah. It's okay. Well, we have officially deemed Valentine's Day unlikable. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm waiting for my pizza. I wish that door would knock, but, um, I guess... What I would say about back to Jackson about Jackson is that what impresses me the most, you know, I've interviewed in the two years that we've been doing this now, I've interviewed a lot of people, artistic types, teachers, survivors, all kinds of people, really, I think, interesting people. And I really liked his interview a lot. It ranks up there for me as one of my most enjoyable interviews because, one, he's 15, and that's a whole other generation that I haven't really talked to on the podcast. But he's so self-aware and, and intelligent that he's able to speak about his own experience in ways that a lot of people his age might not be able to. And maybe that's a gross generalization on my part. I apologize if any young people are listening. But I enjoyed listening to him talk about his experience and sort of the reality of his experience. He knows that, okay, he's not going to be a professional YouTuber because that's really difficult. It's almost like trying to be a big star in Hollywood, I guess. But he's realistic. He knows he enjoys it. And he has a lot of good advice about it, too. Andy Warhol once said we would all get our 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. He overestimated, and I think Jackson <laughs> knows this. But here's what I, I want to, the last thing I'll say about Jackson is I've, you know, known him since he was a little, little child. And I just, I think that his parents should be very proud of him because he's, he's a really cool kid. He's doing interesting things. And I want to clear this one thing up. We say in the interview, I asked him if he ever sleeps. And we were talking about it afterward, and I was like, I hope that, you know, people don't think he's not doing his schoolwork or that his parents are not. He's doing remote learning, so he's able to have his own kind of schedule, and he's doing very well in school. So I just want to defend him in case anybody was like, this is a 15-year-old student. He should be studying or whatever. There is a context, and we thank you for providing. Thank you. Jackson, I really appreciate you doing the interview. And now, everyone, I hope you'll enjoy my interview with Jackson, a.k.a. Vacated. Please check out his YouTube channel. It's called Vacated. I'm here with Jackson, who has a very successful and interesting and, I think, funny YouTube channel called Vacated. And I just wanted to talk with you about how it got started, what it's evolved from, and what it's evolved into. So how did you get started? What was your first foray into that like? Well... Pretty much, like, ever ever since 2014, 2015, I've always wanted to be a, a professional YouTuber. I always did want to be a professional YouTuber. Around 2016, I started making these Let's Play videos, as they're called, where I just play a game and just talk over it, give my reaction, just all that kind of stuff. 
looking back on those videos now, they're all really bad. But then that eventually <laughs> that eventually like evolved into me playing the game uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, which was like my favorite game at the time around 2018. That was when I started playing that. I did that for a really long time, but recently I've kind of decided that I want to move away from Smash Bros. and move into a more like professional video essay type thing where I just talk about certain games that I like and just talk about why I like them, maybe like review them or analyze them, just like look at the parts of video games and stories in video games that I really like and just talk about why I like it. That's kind of what I'm going to start doing. I haven't actually uploaded a, a video yet because the one I'm working on right now has taken me two months so far. It's a really big one. But maybe sometime around March, hopefully by around the beginning of March, I'll be able to have it finished and it'll be uploaded and, and out there in the public and everybody can watch it and everything like that. You've been doing this since you were very young, playing video games. You even went to a tournament, at least one, right? I've been so, to a few, yeah. There are the local tournaments uh, at our town library. <laughs> The first time I went, I got started getting really nervous because I was losing, and I didn't know what to do. But then my parents uh, told my friend Kane, who was there with me, to start talking to me and to start uh, kind of trying to loosen me up a little bit because I was getting really tense and, and well, I was really worried that I was going to lose. And so he started talking to me and started cutting up with me. And then I started doing better because I was able to kind of be a little more casual about it. Like, as soon as I started talking to him, I started winning, and I ended up winning. <laughs> and I was like, oh... I just won. <laughs> Did you win the tournament? Yeah, uh, I, I won the entire tournament, and the last round was between me and my friend Kane. So, oh wow, <laughs> we we destroyed everybody, and then I destroyed him. So it was this was pretty fun. <laughs> so are those days kind of behind you now, or the, the days of tournaments? Well, I I probably would keep going to tournaments if you know this whole world situation wasn't going on right yeah. now. Yeah, I mean I'm, I don't I'm not really competitive anymore though. That's the thing. Around like around the beginning, right when right, uh, really inconveniently, right whenever this whole pandemic began, I was starting to really want to like get into the competitive scene of it, and I started like practicing. I started analyzing how the, the I analyzed the different characters' moves. I analyzed how long the moves last. I was like I was getting really into it. I was like getting really serious about it. But then a few months later, I just kind of realized that I didn't really want to take it so seriously anymore. I kind of just wanted to treat it as a more casual game that I'll play every once in a while. So I just started kind of taking it a little less serious. I mean, I still play it all the time, but I'm not really like super competitive like I was before. If they were still being held at the library and stuff, I probably would keep going to them just because they're kind of fun to go to and destroy everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I guess since you sort of lost that interest in the competitive edge or whatever, is that what sort of pushed the evolve, the evolution, almost that evolvement? The evolvement. The evolution. The evolution. The evolution. <laughs> Of your channel into kind of away from the from that, uh, yeah, actually, kind of. I mean, my my content, my Smash content, never really was too competitive anyway. It was really focused on my commentary a lot, which was a lot more like funny and casual. But yeah, I think you're right. I think the uh, me moving away from the competitive side of the game really did push me away from the content. And I also just kind of was not really enjoying the type of content anymore. It was like it was a pain to edit all of it. Because the way I liked to edit it was very spontaneous and just very, like, all over the place. And editing would take me several days of just, of me just not really wanting to do it, and, but still having to because I wanted to get the video out. As, like, the summer came, I just started to kind of uh, realize that, that Smash wasn't the direction that I wanted to be taking my channel in anymore because it was just kind of, 
it was just not really that fun to to do anymore. It wasn't I wasn't getting the same kick out of it that I did the year prior or anything. I was just kind of I was just kind of falling out of it. And then whenever I got the idea to make video essay style content, I was like, "Wow, this could be really fun. I could talk about all these things. Video games are art, <laughs> and I I stand by that." Yeah. And so yeah. uh, I look at the stories of these games, and I'm just like, "Wow, these are like top notch stories and characters and stuff." And I really want to talk about it in a more analytical way and really just look at what's so cool about these games other than just the game itself. And that's just kind of the direction I'm uh, hoping to go in now. It's about the game uh, Final Fantasy VII. Not sure if you've ever heard of it or not before, but um, it's an oldie. It's uh, all the way back from uh, 1997. It's a classic. And in the video, I sort of... It's like an in-depth review slash analysis of the game and its story and all of its characters and stuff. I, I I go deep into like a lot of the metaphorical parts of the story. Like I look at a lot of the metaphors and events that happen in the story and a lot of the symbolism and stuff. And I, I just sort of talk about the reasons that I think that it's such a uh, such an iconic game because it's a really iconic game. Like if anybody plays games, they know it. Uh, maybe some people that don't even play games know some stuff from it. Like you could probably ask a lot of people uh, who Sephiroth or Cloud or any of those characters are because they're just so iconic. Like people, so many yeah. people have heard of those characters and. And the game is really just like an, an icon, and and I just sort of talk about why, about what parts I think made it like that, like what parts made it so iconic to so many people, and that's just kind of what the video is about. It's uh, it's very long. So far, I've got about like an hour of runtime for it. Oh, I think that's great. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm working pretty hard on it. I started all the way back in December, like around mid December, and currently it's like February twelfth, I think. And I've still, I'm still only doing the script. I haven't even got any of the yeah. video, and it's, it's probably. Uh, I, I think the editing probably won't take too long, but the script writing is the part that takes forever because I'm like, I'm really having to think about what I'm putting down and stuff. But yeah, I'm hoping the video will be finished by early March, probably. So, so your process really is to write it first in this this essay format the video essay, yeah. and then to to record it and do the editing yeah yeah it, it, it's 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 pretty much just an essay but in video format like it like it's so called. but but once you start doing the video essay part are you going to have like a lot of are you going to be cropping in lots of things from the video game and yeah yeah I'll, I'll be i'll be putting over like a lot of footage from the game and maybe like the the scenes i'm talking about for sure like I'll, if i'm talking about a specific scene i'll show that scene in the background or maybe i'll show some like clips where i'm not talking over it like just to show what what it's like and stuff I think the video essays are my favorite thing on YouTube. Fox listens to or watches a lot of people like uh, Philosophy Tube and uh, yeah. Lindsay Ellis. And there's a lot of people that are probably older than you. You may not listen to this. Are there other YouTube channels that you really enjoy that do the kinds of things that you're interested in? Well, um, yeah. I mean, I or can't, I can't remember. You, maybe? Yeah, I mean, I've seen a, a good few. Um, I think like some good examples would be like, a guy who does stuff for movies uh, named Shafrilis Productions. Uh, he he does a lot of movie related stuff. Oh, and there's also um, Super Eye Patch Wolf is his name, and he does video essays about uh, games. So I've seen a lot of his stuff. Yeah, I mean I, I've just taken a lot of inspiration from that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm hoping that my stuff can be anywhere close to as good as theirs because their stuff is like phenomenal. <laughs> it's like so well done. Yeah, I'm just hoping that uh, maybe I can get to that point someday with my videos. Well, I'm really excited to see what you do because I think you're very, I really do think you're very talented and very, very smart. Thank you. And knowing that you've been working on that script for so long, it's exciting because <laughs> I'm sure that the depths that you get into with looking at the metaphorical things and, you know, I'm an English teacher, so I love stuff like that. Yeah. You think you might release it in March? You think it'll be ready by then? My original plan was to have the video 
ready by the very end of January on January 31st because that's actually uh, the game's birthday. Like the, oh, cool. The birth of its... Uh, it was released on January 31st in 1997 and so I was like, hey, that could be like a cool 24-year anniversary yeah. thing. But then when that day came, <laughs> none of it was ready. Yeah. I was just like, okay, well... Let's move. Let, let, let's continue this to March. Maybe we can uh, get to March third, which was the original um, d- day that they had planned uh, to release the the remake of the game. Because they actually remade the game last year, and that was uh, the day or well, the day that they planned to to release it. Uh, it got delayed into yeah. April. So if I don't finish by then, I can just go into April, and it's perfect. <laughs> You'll find a date for it. Yeah, <laughs> I think you should be patient with yourself because the creative process you kind of just have to let it unfold. You know, I love that video that you made when you decide that you were going to transition from what you were doing before into something else and you made a whole video about that yeah and I I enjoyed watching that because I liked the way that you gave yourself permission to make a change to to change creatively I think that's great yeah and you I know that this is not necessarily what you want to do the rest of your life or what you want to do for your career (laughs) but do you what are you in I mean you have so many gifts in this creative area with editing and with writing and all that and humor (laughs) <laughs> but but what is it that you're interested in doing? And if you don't do this as a career, do you have any idea, or is it just uh, too far in the future? Well, well, that thing is, it, it isn't too far in the future because I have like two years before I have that's to really true. start thinking about it. Yeah. But I really just, I really don't know. Like that's just. It was actually the other day that I actually had the real realization that that moment where I had to make that choice was so close, and I was just like, I don't know, like <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't know what I want to do. But it definitely had to be something that's not boring i can't have a boring job yeah. that would just be lame so i don't <laughs> but yeah i'll just have to i'll just have to look into it like once i get there probably because i can't think of anything right now and you don't have to and i didn't mean to put any pressure on you i was just curious because you're so good at this i wish there was a way that you could just <laughs> yeah. blossom into this you know worldwide international career for you yeah i would i'd probably get sued though because i talk about video games <laughs> this so. is true <laughs> Have you ever, I know I've asked you this outside of the podcast, but you don't monetize it presently. Have you ever thought about monetizing it? Well, right now I actually can't monetize it because I have to get to a certain point. I I think, I don't don't remember what the criteria is, but I'm pretty sure that I can't right now. But if I could, I definitely would, but that wouldn't be my job still. That would be like just a side thing, another way to make some money while doing these videos that I actually like doing. Because after I quit making Smash videos, that was when I finally realized that I just don't want to do YouTube as a career. Like, uh, ever since uh, 2015, whenever I was, like, 10 years old, 9, 10 years old, I was like, oh yeah, I want to be a YouTuber when I grow up. (laughs) (laughs) Then I was like, uh, I just thought it would be such a perfect job because I could just hang out all day and and make a video, like, at at noon, and then I just spend the rest of the day (laughs) playing more games and just never have to go to work or anything. But... Then, whenever I like really got into the whole editing part of it, I realized this is not an easy job. This is hard. It's like, yeah, uh, and not, and it isn't even my job. I'm just doing this because. So it's like <laughs> you're not getting paid for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not getting paid. So why am I doing this? I That's a good question that I wanted to ask you. Why do you think you do it? I mean, what does it do for you? I, I was thinking about this the other day, and I was really, I was just kind of like. What what does it do for me? It's just kind of like a thing where I just enjoy making it, and then when it's out, I'm proud of it. And uh, my worst fear is that no one's gonna see it. It's gonna get buried in the <laughs> in the the YouTube recommendations, and no one's ever gonna see it. I don't know. It's just kind of like a it's just kind of like a really weirdly fulfilling thing. Like you just don't really know why you like making videos so much until you do. It's, and then every when you upload it, you feel really you feel really satisfied, and you're like, oh. 
time to make another one. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, and, and I don't really, I can't really describe why it's so fun. Because a lot of the time it's not fun. A lot of the time I'm just like, I'm like, oh, what do I put here? What do, what do I type? Because yeah. I just don't know what to put. In the end, it's just so fun to do for some reason. I think what you're describing really is the creative process for a lot of people. That there are really like annoying parts of it. Yeah. That if something happens, it's almost like magic at the end. It's like worth it. I wonder if, if in some ways it, there isn't part of it that's interesting or fun or rewarding because you get interaction with other people. Because I I looked at your comments and you're so nice. Like you're <laughs> interacting with people, and I know that you made some friends through the process yeah yeah i think the feedback is really what what keeps a lot of me going honestly with with making videos when i see positive feedback even if it's just like one comment that's like so much motivation for me to make another video it's crazy like yeah it's like back whenever i was making smash videos and i wasn't getting any comments i was just kind of like uh i don't really feel like making a video this week but then someone commented and said i really love your videos they're so enjoyable and i'm like i'm making another one right now i'm just like like i gotta i gotta i gotta please him i gotta give him another video <laughs> i gotta i gotta provide for him and um and it just it kind of it's in a way it's kind of like me feeling like it's my duty but then at the same time i'm glad to do it if yeah. someone says if someone is like hey i like your like your stuff i'm like i gotta deliver <laughs> because they want more <laughs> then on the other hand i'm like yeah this is so fun because people are liking it but then like with, uh, with a lot of my uh smash videos it's like that wouldn't usually happen enough uh i mean i mean my friends would comment but I, yeah. that isn't really the same thing i don't think i mean i don't mean to be mean to my friends but I it's, understand. Like, it's like they already know me so it's not really anything too it's not a new connection yeah but whenever someone i don't know and never have met before is like hey i like your videos i'm just like oh wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah the feedback really is a lot of a lot of what makes videos fun we, I'm not going to take up too much more of your time, but as we wrap up, I wonder if you have any <laughs> advice other than don't do it to people people your age who might be interested in doing this, Well, creating uh, this kind of content. Yeah, well, okay, one, don't get discouraged because it, it, it happens, it almost happened to me. There, there were two major times where I was considering just quitting. In the middle of the process for making this current video, I was like, maybe I just... Maybe I just shouldn't do this anymore. Maybe I just... I mean, no one's going to see this. Maybe I should just quit and just go play games instead and just think and just keep all this to myself. But then I realized, no, I want to do this. This is fun. And there was also another time before I started working on that video. Because, I mean, because these videos take forever. It was while I was working on the Steve video. And I was just desperate to, to get to my next uh, game on my list because I have a list of games that I'm going through right now. And it was just taking too long for me to get to it. And I was just starting to think, maybe I should just stop doing this and only play games because I'm never going to finish these games if I keep doing this. But wait, I like doing this. The games can wait. I can. <laughs> I like doing this. In terms of actual like practicality, like what kinds of editing programs do they need? What kind of? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Have good <laughs> equipment and and like software. I mean, you don't have to, but it's like a pretty big part of it. It makes it makes it a whole lot easier. It makes it a whole lot better. If you've got a decent mic, that's like that goes a long way. You also like probably want to try to avoid the really like free softwares like the free trial of Filmora. They put a giant watermark on your video if you use it, and it's just like okay. I mean, <laughs> if you can buy one of them, you probably should. Or dare I say, pirate? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't condone piracy. Yeah, we don't. Want, we don't want you to do that. Yeah, I think if you want to start doing something like this, you really need to have the motivation. You need to not give up. You never need to give up, despite how much you might want to sometimes. And then also, you might want to like look into getting some good equipment and software for it and stuff too. So, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of more reasons that I can't think of right now, but like, um, 
I think that's some really good advice. Yeah. I don't want to get out of this interview without talking to you, though, about the, the I think it was the last video that's posted. I know you're working on the one that might come out in March or April, but the video where you <laughs> put the music to... Yeah. Please talk about that and what, okay. what was behind that. So... That Grubhub ad, it was like a huge meme right at the beginning of January. <laughs> everybody was like, everybody was putting music over it and stuff. Well, the thing is, most people would just put music over it. What I did was I took several different Grubhub commercials and then I, I made like a montage kind of thing. Or I, so I, funny. I made it, I made it to look like, okay, so there, there's this game or this game series called Persona. I'm probably going to make a, a video on that eventually. Probably, um, there are three, uh, three that I probably want to make a video on. But yeah, it's um and it, and it's known for its very like uh over the top anime opening <laughs> to the game like and, and they always have like really funky music in the background <laughs> and so I was like I I just I was like one night I was just I was watching the ad I was just like what is this and, and then I was just like I just got an idea and then I got this song from one of the dancing game spinoffs of, of the Persona series <laughs> it was the opening theme song and I put it over a montage of the um or like a yeah, kind of like a montage of the different uh, commercials and made it into like kind of like an opening for the game, but with the Grubhub ad instead of actually an opening. Y'all need to look at that. Go to Vacated and, and look at that video. It's really, really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever sleep, Jackson? Do I ever sleep? Do you ever sleep? Well, that, that that's a good question because <laughs> because sometimes... No. <laughs> Sometimes I'll just, I'll stay up until like 7 a.m. working on my script and I'm just like, and then I'm just a zombie and I'm like, maybe I should go to bed for a little bit. And then I end up waking up at like 6 p.m. and then I'm just like, I hate my life. And, I'm just, and then I, and, uh, but, but lately I've, I've really been trying to get on like an actual good schedule, like going to bed at, uh, 12, um, 12 a.m. the latest on like weeknights and stuff. I mean, maybe like two the latest on weekends, just because I I feel like I get more done on days where I'm not tired all the oh, time. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That's a huge factor too. That's another. That's the fourth rule. Uh, get yeah. on the schedule because you don't want to. You don't want to be tired all the time, and you right. don't want to be. You don't want to be staying up too long because because that really can affect your uh, your creative process. Because whenever you're not feeling it, it's like you can't work on the video. Oh, if you're not feeling it one day. You just cannot work on the video. Uh, sometimes I'm just like, oh, I want to work on the video today, but I just can't think of anything. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's just so screw it, I'm just going to play Smash yeah. with my friends. I'm like, I'll do this tomorrow. You can and work then, on that list of video know. games, right? Yeah, I can work <laughs> on my game. So yeah, I, I, I do sleep. <laughs> I do sleep. But um, but uh, there for a while, especially when I was working on the Steve video, I was I was staying up to like 7 a.m. Yeah. every every day and going to bed and waking up at like 6 p.m. <laughs> Well, I think that uh, that's everything I was going to ask you. I really appreciate you doing the interview. Uh, maybe we'll have some food soon. Y'all always have a little incident with the Instapod over there. Yeah, that was <laughs> that took up a lot of time. But I really thank I really do thank you for for doing yeah, it. Yeah, no problem. And this will air next. It, actually, this Monday, so we're going to be editing oh, nice. all weekend, Jackson. Oh, I wow. say we, I mean Fox. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank everybody. Go check out Vacated on YouTube. It's a really, really interesting and creative project from Jackson, and I think you'll really enjoy it. Thank you. Bye. Where You Are was created by Jimmy Ellenberg and edited by Fox Williams. Our intro is Small Piano from the Ant Hill album by Patricia Taxon. All music was used with permission. The views expressed in this podcast do not reflect those of any 
institution for which I have ever worked or will ever work. Thanks for listening. Have a nice day wherever you are.